Hey, how's it going, everybody? Thanks for joining us here on ECH Postgame Live, presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. Awesome place to go watch Kraken W's like tonight against Columbus. That was a fantastic win. What a way to go into the break, the all-star break, the bye week. What a, you know, It's really both of them. Uh, but what a fantastic game from the Seattle Kraken tonight, taking care of business against... Uh, you know, kind of a, a wounded opponent, we'll say, but uh, it's still good to see them get the win after yesterday uh, and that performance. And then, of course, it's just good to see them back in first place in the division where they belong, where we all want to see them. It's it's all it's all good right now. Um, sorry, I was, I was just pull, pulling back up the standings. I was trying to get to um, how many games in hand. So it's still two games in hand on Vegas there, three on the Kings. Vegas is falling apart. That's fantastic. And I know we're, we're here to celebrate the Kraken win, talk about the Kraken game, but I think we can all take a moment to appreciate Vegas not playing really well right now. Uh, I think that's that's part of it for us. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is nice uh, to be back in first place, first place alone like not tied or anything i think this might be the first time for that that we're not that we're not there uh i, I saw that from uh joey there yeah it's it's good stuff and then uh talking about the game tonight pretty dominant performance start to finish i mean yeah you let columbus get back into it a little bit there in the second period but you know this was this is what the Kraken I feel like kind of needed as a bounce back game after yesterday. I know, you know, we talked about yesterday the Flames aren't a great matchup for the Kraken. Columbus, it's a good matchup for about anybody these days, or at least so far this season. But I, I really think that this is this is going to be a big deal for the Kraken because yeah, you get back into first place as you go to the bye and and the All Star break and all that good stuff. But it's it's a big deal to get a win while you're still missing all of those pieces that we talked about yesterday, including. Let me see if I can get my Maddie for Calder shirt up in the frame there. There we go. <laughs> ah, my 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 headphones got all twisted up. Ah, there we go. Uh, as including missing Maddie Beneers. We talked about what a big deal missing him was yesterday as far as special teams go, as far as energy level, that kind of just overall kind of frenetic pace of play that the Kraken usually have and it not being there last night against the flames, but it was back in force against Columbus. You're talking about this game going about halfway through Columbus had like eight shots on goal. Like that was a fan. I mean, the Kraken were just doing an amazing job of dominating possession, dominating shot quality. Uh, I mean, rich dominating the game period. And you know what? We talked about getting goalie yesterday by Vladar. Mers Lincolns tonight. I mean, he made some big time saves, like huge highlight reel, massive saves. Gonna be on Sports Center tonight. Massive plays from him, because uh, otherwise this game could have gotten really ugly in favor of the Seattle Kraken. And it's good to be back in that, like to, to have that headspace again of like, wow, the Kraken are just like kicking butt. They're taking names, and to be able to do it while missing Schwartz, uh, Schultz maddie like like i i do think that that means something and that that is important for this club lines minutes much more you know usual in this one everything kind of everybody about the same more traditional to what we're used to seeing uh daniel sprong has been playing less and less though he only he actually had the fewest uh time on ice uh tonight of all the crack and hayden had more uh, and so that's something to kind of pay attention to because he didn't have a ton of shifts last game either. So I don't know if that's maybe he's dealing with something or if he's just falling out of favor. I don't know what's going on there. We know he's been a little quiet as far as the score sheet goes, 
But um, that is something that as I'm as I'm kind of like looking at the numbers and everything post game analysis, right? That's that's something that's really jumping off the page at me is the 840 from Sprong. I don't think I missed an injury from him. But the bottom line is this was a fantastic win. Philip Grubauer, the last thing I'll talk about before I hop over to, to the comment section and, and, and talk with all you, uh, Philip Grubauer, fantastic play tonight. I mean, 24, 25 saves, 960 save percentage, continuing really his hot streak. I mean, every time they have needed him, he's come in and he's stepped up and he's he's done enough to give the to put the Kraken in positions where they could win games. They haven't been, and that's been a problem, and we've talked about that. But the bottom line is, Philip Grubauer, when he is in net, the Kraken are in position to win games. They're going to stay in games, and it was really, really nice to see him kind of finally get some goal support and, and get that W because uh, he's been playing lights out and and he's been playing lights out without getting in games regularly, which is really impressive because it, it, it you get cold sitting on the bench, right? Like it, it, I'm amazed he did so well tonight, considering how few shots he got through the first half of the game. I mean, that's talk about getting cold, not seeing action, not being able to get into a rhythm as a goaltender. You're just not you're getting eight shots halfway through the game. That's that is not a lot for you to work with uh, and to try to develop that rhythm and that pace. But uh, it just speaks to how how dialed in Philip Grubauer is right now and how fantastic he's been playing. And so I definitely wanted to take a take a moment out just to talk about that and highlight him because that was a fantastic game. And it creates a perfect segue segue because Joshua's kicking off the chats here with the big groove. And it was a well-deserved groove tonight from Philip Grubauer. Definitely, Joshua. Coop, yeehaw, let's go. Gru, enjoy that W. I know, right? It is so, so fantastic that we're able to get him that W. The team was able to get him that W because oh, he is he has more than earned it uh, this last little bit. Lindsay, what am I going to do with myself without cracking hockey, baby, for the next week? It's going to be rough. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be rough. Uh, I think we're all going to find ways of, of having to settle down. Um, well, I mean, look, we'll have deep dive on Monday. So th there's, there's going to be that. Uh, and then we're going to try and figure out and see if we can fill up that space a little bit. I, I have, you know, some, some ideas there. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we can make, make happen. Cameron, great way to start the break with a win first place in the division. Now we get some rest. Absolutely. Cameron and well-deserved rest given the way the Kraken have been playing so far this year and really through the end of December. Uh, it's just been kind of like this mad dash for this team. Uh, they had that, that brief break, the three days, uh, earlier this week that was good although really one of those days was the the skills competition the sil the skills showcase uh to use the correct terminology but uh it's a it's a well-earned break for the seattle crack and i i hope they enjoy it hopefully you know maybe get healthy all that kind of stuff even the guys who aren't out of the lineup it's just good to, to not get beat up <laughs> for a couple nights in a row you know what i mean like it, it's, it's got to feel nice i, I got to imagine hunter Gru needs to play more <laughs> with the wink there i agree though i i, I think right now Gru is maybe is is kind of the hotter goaltender i know he's not getting the w's that martin jones gets but as far as like the numbers the numbers would say that yes for the last like month and a half grubauer is the guy that they should be playing i know jones has some has some donuts in there but still i i think Gru's playing really well tammy look at when he's shooting and everything grats on the 600 to wenberg Absolutely. And you know, that's got to feel good, not only to score on the milestone, but also to score against your former team like that. It's got to feel really good for Wenberg and 600 games is impressive. 
It is very impressive. Coop first place, baby. I know. Uh, again, first place all alone in first place too. get to just enjoy that for the next week. Maybe that's what we do with uh, to fill our crack and fixes. We all just come together. We'll just do a live stream where we can all just get together for five minutes and celebrate the crack and being in first place. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, Ty, domination into oh yikes, be careful. Played a solid 40-ish minutes there. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they did. I mean, it is the NHL. Uh, there's very few games in which you're going to be able to go, you know, from from start to finish the full 60, just in charge and in control. Um, I, w- I think that that's, again, where, you know, the Kraken coming right up on onto a break. Uh, understanding that they're coming up onto a break. They're banged up. They've played a lot of hockey in the last, you know, month, uh, we'll say. I, I think that's where it catches up to you a little bit is you you get in that mindset of like, hey, we've got this lead here. And it's like, OK, well, I don't maybe maybe we don't have to push so much. Right. Uh, but the bottom line is no matter who you're playing, even when you're playing a team that at the bottom of the standings like Columbus, you just can't do that in the NHL. Uh, the benefits of playing a team at the bottom of the standings like Columbus is that it doesn't kill you, right? You let your foot off the gas, they pick up a goal, then you can come back, you know, the way the Kraken did like in the third period. Okay, we've got their foot back on the gas. We're going to take control of this game again, right? By playing a a, a a team that's struggling, you have that opportunity to to kind of get back into things in a way that, you know, against like Calgary, you're not going to have that opportunity. They're not going to give it to you. So that that was the, the benefit of, of tonight and the opponent there. Nathan with the grew. Gregory with the lemon-lime Gatorade time. I know. I, I I went out. I bought a case of lemon-lime Gatorade, Gregory, and it is still sitting in my car. I haven't unloaded it. I, I took all the other groceries in, and I didn't unload that, and so I don't have it here with me. I apologize. I promise I will have have you next time i promise uh alex boys took care of business nothing else to say for sure i mean oh, well i mean i have to say that there's more to say because i've got 50 more minutes of post game here alex so i'm not going to entirely agree with you but they definitely took care of business tonight and it was it was good to get back into that i like this kraken team the way they can bounce back even 24 hours later bounce back from a game like that calgary one with a solid performance it is it is very good uh kraken hawk what a great way to start the all-star break if maddie can't go does this mean another kraken player will represent us yes another kraken player will go in his stead we talked about this a little bit last post game we're not entirely sure of like how the decision gets made but the nhl wants at least one representative of every team there that's very much how they set up and and their selection process for the all-star game goes so um don't know if like the nhl is going to choose if it's going to be you know a, a choice made in conjunction with the team that's that's kind of what we were thinking uh, uh so we'll, we'll see who ends up going mccann is kind of the the favorite uh uh me and rj kind of decided to to go most likely to go uh as we were thinking about it there's that comment from joey first place alone i can't stand vegas with another one a little further down absolutely uh that is that is totally what's going on i i'm so happy i can't stand vegas either i'm happy to see them them kind of struggling right now gregory with the back and first place where we belong absolutely pablo great job groovy for sure uh sj regarding vegas rip mark stone's back collapsed under the weight of carrying that team sj i think you're right that is that is exactly what happened because since since he's been out and it is it's really unfortunate i do feel bad for mark stone having more back issues 
it's horrible. Like I, I have family members with back issues. It's awful. It, it is just one of those things. It, it just it, it never goes away. Once it's wrong, it's never right again. All that stuff. But I mean, Eichel, this was your time to step up and, and carry that team and prove you were that guy. Team's not winning. <laughs> Maybe he's not that guy. So that's uh, that is, you know, another thing I'm kind of keeping my eye on uh, with that. Andy Wenberg playing more aggressive than normal. Uh, I could dig it, right? I could totally get on board with this version of Wenberg. And again, the thing that I I'm loving the most. Let's let's go let's go three games in a row, everybody. Thing I'm loving the most. Let's imagine this this uh, nine is Wenberg. Is is that where's he where's he scoring all these goals? Whether they they count or they end up getting taken away, he's like right there. He's playing net front, right? I mean, I, I I've been talking about it all this year. What's the what's the one thing the Kraken need to be doing more of? It's playing net front and, and kind of getting in there and, and being able to catch, uh, you know, create that panic in front, force the defense to have to play lower. All the benefits that come from playing net front, Wenberg is doing that. Maddie was doing it. Maddie's not in the lineup. Wenberg is kind of picking up that torch and, and carrying that load for the team right now. And we've seen it now, both last night and tonight, the difference that that can make and the the chances and opportunities and the offense that can come from it and from him when he's in that spot. And so I, I really like what we're seeing there. Uh, hey, say hi. Say hi. You, you were peeking there. There she is. Good job, Afra. I'll get you something in a second. Let me get through some more comments. Uh, Alex, please, please, please send Yanni if Maddie can't go. I can only guess why you, Alex, a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, would want that to happen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'd be fine with it. Yanni's a fantastic personality. He'd represent the Kraken very, very well. Uh, Nathan, uh, shout out to Elvis, though. Dude played insane. Deserves third star, in my opinion. Uh, but as did Gru. No, Lincoln's played fantastic. He made some unbelievable saves. Like I said earlier, like sports center worthy top 10 highlights of the night across the sports world level saves. Uh, that one, uh, I'm trying to remember, was it the, it was the Yanni one when Yanni kind of had that, that one timer chance and he just, he came over and he saved it with kind of that inside of the glove right there on the, on the wrist part. That was fantastic. It was unbelievable, incredible save. He had himself a Nike, you know, definitely props to him. Uh, super chat here from JMG. Thank you very much. Don't want to sound greedy, but what's it going to take to score on an empty net? I don't know. Uh, I did like that, That you know, I, I believe it was Yanni again there with the empty net opportunity late. Uh, and he, uh, he hit the post, uh, you know, and if, for, for those unfamiliar, like if you're playing stick time hockey or a practice and you don't have a goaltender, you don't have two goaltenders. One of the ways of playing is posts. Uh, so instead of, of, you know, just shooting and scoring in the empty net goals, goals in that scenario count by hitting the post. And so I, I, I made a comment out loud to, uh, to Afra, to dog about, you know, does Yanni know we're not playing when the goalie leaves, it's not posts uh, because that's he, he hit that thing square and solid on that empty net attempt. I'm with you, JMG. It's, it's nice. And, and yes, it's a little like kind of greedy to be like, Hey, why can't we get those? But um, you know, it, it, it's anytime you're playing with the opposing net empty, it means you've done something well, the, the previous, you know, 58 minutes of the game. So I, I'll, I'll still take it at the end of the day, but uh, I do feel you. Maybe, maybe it stems from their problems clearing the zone on like the PK and, and in rough defensive situations, they just need somebody who can just send it. 
You know what I mean? Just don't be afraid of the icing. Just send it. Take take your shot from your own zone. You know what I mean? Maybe they need a a, a Jesper Wallstad to come in and, and try to do it as a goaltender. Just just start sending them uh, at empty nets trying to get goals. Maybe maybe that's the solution. <laughs> uh, absurdly saying so glad that Groove finally got the Martin Jones version of the team in front of him. I mean, that's that's one of like, if you know, tell me how to you, you you ask me to summarize this game. That's one of the ways I would summarize this game. Absurdly saying is, is exactly that way. Edward Grubauer with the win, Tolvanen with a goal, cracking going into the break, feeling groovy. Oh, I like that. I really like that, Edward. That is good. I'm, we're going to have to do something with that uh, later on. Next time Next time, Gru's out there, we're definitely going to have to steal that. Uh, Michael, uh, and we have a game in hand on Vegas heading into the break. Uh, two games, in fact. Uh, great game from Gru. He's getting hot at the right time, for sure. And this is this is the whole idea with having two goaltenders that you can rely on, is as one is hot, you, you play them, and then as they start to cool off, you ro- start rotating in the other guy, and then hopefully in theory and practice if everything goes according to plan he starts to get hot and so you start riding with him and i do think that that's maybe what's going on here is you know you look at just the last month martin jones stats trending in the wrong direction even though he's he picked up a lot of wins during that time grubauer stats trending in the right direction so i do think that you know it's one of those things we could see them kind of come out of this this week-long break with with Groovehour more in that kind of 1A position, at least initially. I don't know. It's entirely possible that, you know, Hackstall just looks at the win column and that's he's just going to ride with that the rest of the year. I, you can't argue with it. Obviously, Martin Jones has picked up a lot of wins so far, but uh, it does feel like Groovehour is kind of proven that he deserves that chance to kind of be the guy who's going to play you know multiple times a week instead of maybe once a week the way he's been going right now uh i I would like to see it anyway great way to end a brutal stretch in our schedule got to get some rest fellas you've earned it from nathan absolutely uh pablo can the kraken win the division yeah they can they they definitely they're right now in the driver's seat as far as winning the division they control their own destiny and that is number one place you want to be is you want to be in that spot um and so yeah it is possible uh chris with the let's go absolutely sean with the groovy win uh solid performance all around need those home wins oh, definitely need the home wins gosh so it's 13 10 and 3 so so now it's like kind of at that 500 level as far as fans leaving after a win versus a loss oh it's just what it's just one of those things uh tammy gotta say again what a waiver pickup with tolvin can't believe so many teams passed on him i know i mind-blowing right absolutely mind-blowing uh chris what's up with andre seems a little loose with the puck yeah we've, we talked about this a little bit last post game too. burakovsky he's just he's he's just not feeling it right now um i think the maddie injury also isn't isn't helping with that um at, at the same time like that's kind of rough timing for it he's getting shots i just i'd like to see him either either kind of scoring again and playing with that kind of confident shoot first mentality he had towards the beginning of the year or decide that hey i'm just going to be more of like a playmaker and i'm going to take on that role and i'm going to start helping out the team in that in that way and and maybe you know, maybe just try to focus on one of those two areas and see if you can get that aspect of your game going again, build some confidence, right? Get that, get that comfortable feeling going. And then you can, you know, hopefully 
round out the rest of it all later. I, I think he maybe that needs to happen. I think, again, the break is coming at the right time for a lot of these guys. It's a chance to not just physically reset and rest up and heal up from, from the, you know, all the, all the stuff that you've been picking up, the little, you know, nicks and cracks and all that stuff. But it's also, it's also a time to mentally reset and refresh and recharge uh, to be able to, to do what they've been doing. I mean, they've played 49 games now. So it's a lot of hockey to be playing uh, in a short amount of time, considering what it is to be playing three, four games a week for, for as long as they have been adding in the travel, all that stuff on top of it. It's a lot mentally to, to have to go through. And so uh, I, I think that having this week off will help some guys that might be in a funk, just kind of mentally refresh, reset, and then they can come out a little fresher, a little, a little lighter, uh, and in a place where, you know, maybe maybe you have that extra little bit of mental energy to to try something a little bit more creative and, hey, it works. And now you you're, you're feeling like, you know, you're confident again and you feel like things are going. It, it's possible that that's that's what's uh, going on, Chris, uh, a little bit there. Leanne, wonderful to see Groovy and Alex have such a fantastic night. Definitely, definitely. Um I agreed there. We haven't even talked about Morgan Geeky tonight. Jeez, Morgan Geeky had a fantastic game too. Uh, just attacking him on there, Leanne. Sorry. Uh, Kyle Sprong has looked a step slow to me the last few games. Might be a knock he's play, uh, playing through. Agreed. I think that that's entirely possible. I just said it, right? You've played 49 games now. Everybody's kind of picked up something. Uh, it's 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 near impossible not to in this sport, and so it is it is very possible. We'll ask RJ when when he hops on in a little bit here. Uh, Daniel, don't know what I'm going to do with no crack in hockey for like ten days. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. Uh, we're gonna enjoy the All Star Game and the skills competition, especially. That's what we're all gonna do. <laughs> Chris, nice first. Uh, then looked like a team needing a break, but good to put uh, Columbus down where they belong. Yeah, like I said, I think I think it was just one of those you, you get out to a lead and you're just like, OK, and you think you can cruise for the rest of the game. The bottom line is you just can't, regardless of, of who it is. Uh, got another super chat here. Going to come on down. Seth, thank you very much for the super chat. Without Maddie, there does seem to be a defensive hole. Happy for the win, but there was a long period where the Blue Jackets controlled too much of the flow for comfort. I agree with you. And and this was similar situation last game too against Calgary. Uh Maddie defensively is I mean he's a big part of what the Kraken do defensively as far as the defense being able to roam a little bit more, be able to challenge, be able to chase a puck carrier behind their own net because if you just watch Maddie in the defensive zone um when he's when he's there or you know we've got this week coming up with no games, go back and and rewatch a replay of a previous game. Maddie plays very much like a defenseman. Like he takes defense so seriously and he has forever. You can go check my scouting report on him before the Kraken even drafted him a couple years ago. Uh, but he plays super low in the defensive zone. He, he helps out net front. If a defenseman's got to go do something else, he is always right there. He understands the passing lanes net front really well and where he can go just to, just to take it away. It's not even like a, 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 an entirely kind of conscious thing for him. And that's something I talked about in my, in my scouting report on him way back when he was at Michigan was it was clear that this is just instinctual for him. Like he's not even thinking about it. He just naturally puts himself in places where he just takes away dangerous opportunities from the other team. Just, just knowing exactly how far out of the net to play, to take a, to take away a kind of a, a cross seam or, or a pass into the slot. 
Like it's all natural from him and, and it's really remarkable. But uh, I do think the Kraken are definitely missing him. It's really hard to fill that to fill that void. Like it's just it's it's basically impossible. Uh, guys like Wenberg, really good defensive center. Jared McCann can slide over and defend well in the slot as well if you need him to. The Kraken have other guys. Obviously, Yanni Gord is very good at it. Uh, but for 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 Maddie to be able to do just what he does instinctually, uh, and and play that two hundred foot game with the energy and passion that he does, it is definitely something they're missing right now, Seth. That is for sure uh all right it's gonna gonna jump back up here uh i'm just kind of picking a spot because a lot up to 94 people so a lot of these a lot of a lot of chats in here uh four horsemen there's a name i haven't seen in a little while glad to have you in here four horsemen those grew glove saves absolutely grew was on fire in this one and again for him to stay kind of present and in it without seeing a lot of shots in that first half of that game uh, that was a big deal joey pointing out that's our first win against the blue jackets that's right we're down to only two teams now uh tampa and philadelphia those are the only two teams left in which we have not picked up a win in franchise history and how about that with columbus coming into this game we were 0-0 and 2 <laughs> last season all we did was losing overtime to the blue jackets that's all we could do this year we're picking up w's very happy about that Lindsay, i was so happily surprised when with wenberg this game and also last game he actually shot the puck and scored without passing it into the net. Who is this man? Like I said, I think he's kind of stepping up to, to fill that void with Maddie being gone, uh, especially playing net front the way that he has. He's trying to you know fill that same void defensively that I just talked about. Maddie leaves big skates to fill. There's no way around that. But Wenberg is doing a really, really good job of trying to kind of make the most of this opportunity he's in. And we saw it tonight where he got you know a decent amount of PK time as well, playing a minute 15 on the PK as well as 254 on the power play, tying the, the team lead there on the power play. So, uh, I, you know, definitely hats off to Wenberg. Congrats on the huge milestone. 600 games is no joke in this league. Absolutely at all uh but uh he's he, he's playing really really well right now daniel the wave has no place in an indoor arena all right did not know i was going to be jumping to this mark cuban has said he would fire anyone that worked for the mavs that started the wave interesting take daniel i have never heard that before it is true i tend to associate it with like baseball uh something outside at a ballpark that being said if it's like a ballpark type thing what about covered ballparks is it okay then uh i don't know it's an interesting thing eh, if if people are having fun with it i want people to to go to sporting events and have fun especially if kids are there cuz then that it adds to the entertainment for them they're maybe not always as drawn to the game particularly the younger ones so anything that can kind of get them involved in in everything or anything that can get a a new fan who's there for the first time or somebody who's dragged from a coworker or a partner or whoever it is, right? Drags you to your first hockey game. Anything you can kind of do to kind of get into the spirit of it and get a little more invested in the overall experience, it does help build more fans. So in that sense, I'm going to disagree with you, Daniel, but I will say that it is kind of weird inside because it's not like a long track. It's like when NASCAR goes and races at the Coliseum down here in LA. It's like, it's only like six cars in there. Like it just doesn't work. Uh, and, and so I do think that there's some logistical problems to like an indoor arena type setup versus like a ballpark or a football stadium. I will give you that. Um, let's see. 
Uh, hey, Donnie Darko, how's it going? Sean, glad to see us win another where the opposing goalie played a good game. Just forced them to eat three goals no matter what. Absolutely. I mean, I can I could pull up Money Puck here. I wonder what the expected goals number is on this one because I could see it being fairly high for the Kraken. Uh, just because, I mean, they were getting some outstanding chances and, and Ms. Lincolns was having to make some incredible saves. Only 3.67. So again, I just don't understand expected goals or at least how Money Puck does it. And, th and I feel like that's like a little bit uh, what, what's going on there. Uh, let's see. Uh, it just occurred to me that if the Kraken play their cards right, they could draw the abs in the first round from SJ. <laughs> I literally had that same thought earlier today, SJ, and uh, we're going to choose to ignore that for, okay? That's 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 the plan. Is we're gonna ignore that that idea. Uh, Four Horsemen will watch the rest on recording. Have a good night, everyone. Release the Kraken. Absolutely. Thanks for stopping by, Four Horsemen. Um, let's see. Uh, Gary, goalie versus goalie tonight. Fun to watch. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of the the best like types of hockey is when it's kind of like a good goalie versus goalie matchup and you get that kind of back and forth game and it, it does it kind of heightens the tension because if neither goalie is really letting anything in then you know the few times that there is going to be a goal it kind of means that much more and it's going to be that much bigger of a moment because there might not be another one the rest of that game and so i always love a good goalie matchup because it it's just got that energy to it jake what's your take on how flurry has been playing he's looked pleasantly solid to me yeah we talked about him a little bit uh one of the previous post games earlier this week but he's he's playing fantastic i don't even recognize him like the whole borgen treatment of, of kind of sitting waiting working with the, the 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 veteran blue liners probably adam larson getting in there a little bit just saying just saying uh but also the the, the coaching staff all of that stuff kale flurry has looked like a completely different player to what we saw last season when i was worried about him you know seeing the back of his jersey and all of those issues that i was bringing up none of that's been there. He's been playing absolutely fantastic. They've been limiting his ice time and kind of deploying him very situationally, but I think he's kind of, he's kind of earned the right to just be like a straight up third line, uh, third pairing guy uh, while Justin Schultz is, is out. I think he's earned it. I think he could be getting regular playing time. It could be up there at the 14, 15 minute mark with Carson Soucy on a night like tonight. I, I think he's, he's totally earned it. Jules with the super chat. How's it going, Jules? Hope everything's good tonight. Working at crypto. Got to say, it's funny to see people do the wave. People have only done the wave for LA Kings and concerts. Never seen it for the NBA. Interesting. 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 Uh, thank you for, for stopping. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for, for letting us know that because that is definitely an interesting thing uh, to, th to think about. Edward kind of chiming in, doing the wave at a concert. LA folks are weird. We are. I will tell you that right now. We are, Edward. Um, that, is, that is kind of funny doing a wave at a concert. I mean, everybody's kind of always doing the wave, right? Everybody's up dancing, jumping like you should be doing something like that. Maybe I guess if it being coordinated. Uh, uh, let's see, Sean, the wave started at the old Seattle kingdom, which was covered, but, but cavernous. Yeah. See, it's, it can, it can happen inside Sergeant pickles with the super chat here with the studs cracking W and meeting the lovely Medeiros in person. Incredible, right? I still have to do that. That is like the last thing left on my whole like Kraken fan bucket list is being able to to give Maya a hug and and, and watch a game with her because that would I it's just it has to happen. Uh duds made Columbus look decent, had a great time at the game. We back in first. 
Absolutely. Definitely back in the first. Glad you had a fantastic time at the game tonight, Sergeant Pickles. Really, really happy about that. And yeah, you know, Columbus, they, they, they had their moments tonight. They did. They did. Got you know they're still an NHL team. They still got Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau out there flying around. How about the two of them kind of stopping another empty net chance later in that game? That was what like twenty one million dollars combined in cap space, making that save for them. Those two wingers, uh, just just taking shots if I can. Um, let's see, uh, Coop. I will admit that Line shot was a BB. Dude is sick. Like I'm, I'm a big Patrick Line fan. I, I think Columbus has kind of broken him. I think he needs a reset after Columbus was supposed to be his reset. Torts kind of ruined that whole reset thing. I think he needs to go somewhere else. But uh, it's, it's good. Pablo, when is Maddie Beniers coming back? Don't know. Don't know. Uh, I doubt that they've given any update. We just knew he was going to be out these two games, and then he was going to be questionable for the All Star game. We'll find out closer to the All Star game as far as if he makes the trip. Uh, out to Sunrise, Florida, if he's going to be participating there. But in, until then, we just don't know. Sean, first place at the All-Star break is amazing. Team is solid. Hopefully, Maddie is healthy in time for the next game after the break. For sure. And, and on both of those uh, kind of comments talking about Maddie, let's go ahead and, and bring RJ in here. Get the graphic going. There we go. How's it going, RJ? I'm assuming at morning skate and stuff today, no updates on Maddie. Yeah, no updates on Maddie, and, and still no official updates on Maddie. But I do have one bit of, of maybe tangentially related kind of good news comment here mm -hmm. from Dave Haxtell. And he was asked, you know, is this All-Star break coming at a good time? And he said, well, yeah, it, it is, with a few of our guys nicked up. But he did say, I, we don't think that anything there is too long-term or something like that. We don't think we have anything too long-term as far as the injuries. Okay. So. That's a good sign, not just for Matty Beneers, but for uh, for Justin Schultz and for Jaden Schwartz as well. I mean, that that's reassuring to hear from him. Yeah, it's definitely reassuring. Um, all right, with that out of the way, RJ. Yes. Tonight, it was awesome. It was. I, I mean, the Kraken, I mentioned this after the first period, they were just kind of toying with the Blue Jackets. D. Elvis Merzlikens had a hell of a game. I, I've got to give some credit to him. I felt yes. kind of bad for him, too. I mean, especially after that it. second Kraken goal. Yeah, okay. So you, you've been over it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the Kraken could have had a lot more goals than they did. But, you know, for the most part, they kept their foot on the gas. Um, you know, they, they laid back, sat back a little bit kind of toward the end of the second, and they paid for it with that uh, Kent Johnson goal. But I think they, they took the lesson, and, and Dave Haxel mentioned – as much time as we spent in our own zone in the third, we didn't really give up that much. And I do agree with his assessment there. They made everything manageable for Grubauer. Um, but just a great, strong effort. This is what good teams are supposed to do to bad teams. And if you look at the expected goals, you look at the shot chart, I mean, it, it was domination for long stretches of this one. Yeah, and to be able to do it coming off of a game in which everybody admitted we just didn't play well only 24 hours prior. Like that's also yeah. impressive. And I, and I don't want that to kind of get lost in the narrative either is like, yes, fantastic opponent to have a bounce back performance, right? Yeah. Like there's no denying that, but the bottom line is you still had to show up after what happened yesterday. And the Kraken did uh, light grew is now at an eight, nine, nine save percentage. He is so close to getting to 900. Oh, RJ, that's been part of the talk too. I mean, another really solid performance from Grubauer finally gets a W. Can only assume it's because Medeiros is in the building, but it's got to be right. It, it has to be that. But it's one of those where I feel like, do you think that Hackstall and coaching staff is going to kind of take a look at that situation and and maybe we'll see him starting more games coming out of the break? 
I think it's certainly possible. I still think they view Martin Jones as kind of the clear starter, and you see that from this back-to-back where they gave him Jones the harder game and the more meaningful game. So I, I do think they still view Jones as the starter. But you want to get these goalies into a rhythm, and, and um, you can't play Martin Jones as much as you have been. He's, the burnout is, is going to be a problem over the course of the season. You've got this little break here, so maybe you can lean a little bit toward your starter. But, um, yeah, I think Grubauer is going to get into more games, and he's been playing well. And Haxel was asked, you know, do you feel like you kind of have confidence in both your guys now? And he said, look, we've quietly felt that way all season. You know, I, I know his decision to start Jones as much as he has over Grubauer hasn't, uh, you know, maybe indicated that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he, at least he's saying he has confidence in Philip Grubauer. I do think we'll start to see more starts going forward, especially I'm just so happy that everything finally came together for him here in this building just once. His last yeah. win in, at Climate Pledge Arena here was 41 days ago. Yeah. So just to see that come together for him, I got to feel happy for him. Absolutely. It's it's definitely been a while. Uh, Donnie, talk about a double positive. We got the win and helped keep Connor Bedard out of the Pacific Division. <laughs> Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Sarah, with the reminder to like the stream. Thank you very much, Sarah. Um, yeah. Ta- talking about kind of just, just to, just cause we should RJ talking about kind of when they let Columbus get back into this game. I mean, they were doing a fantastic job. Columbus only eight shots on goal, like halfway through the second period. It was a really dominant performance. It did feel like there was a little bit of that, like right before a break team is just like all right we're doing okay tonight let's let we can ease up a little bit here and this was our reminder every team in the nhl is good no matter what the standings say yeah the the killer instinct wasn't really there to just kind of put them away once and for all and the jackets like any nhl team are going to find some hole some gap to exploit and if you let kent johnson just walk into that spot he's got a great shot and and he's going to beat the goalie you know, more often than not when he, when he has a look like that. And I, thankfully, I think it, thankfully it was close enough to the intermission. The Kraken kind of got the message, I think, and tightened up a little bit. But yeah, it, it was it was definitely something that if they were continuing to play games and they had the schedule coming up, you'd want them to be a little more focused on. But given this break, it, it, no one's going to really remember this when they come back. Yeah, Lindsay picturing Gru in a Saturday Night Fever white jumpsuit caption, feeling groovy. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Got to make that picture happen if we could. Uh, glad we won so we don't have to hear all the talking heads over the All-Star break saying, well, they've lost two straight. Think they're going to start slipping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, you're right. We definitely dodged a bullet there. <laughs> uh Madero's just popping in the German gentleman won for me in front of me <laughs> amazing so so happy that you were here for this game yes oh for for sure uh let's see Dylan I feel like you need to get Grubauer at least 30 starts we're looking good for the playoffs and I don't know if you can play Jones over 50 games and not have him burnt for the playoffs so yeah kind of similar to what you were just talking yeah. about there uh I think we're both in agreement um uh morgan geeky broke a 30 game goalless streak tonight is that real like i knew it's been a while he's been sitting at four but dang it has been that long it's been about three months it was since the start of november uh and this is something i have you talked about morgan geeky yet just just briefly just to say like he had a good game okay because i want to um i thought morgan geeky did more than anybody to bring that stability to the lineup tonight with maddie veneers out uh, Morgan Geeky, I don't know if you you know caught this on the ice time, but he led all Kraken forwards at even strength ice time tonight. Mm. 
Yeah, no, that's I didn't. pretty impressive. It shows yeah. the trust from Dave Haxtell. And, um, you know, he was talking, we got to talk to him after the game and he was talking about how given his past line mates, you know, he's like, you know, look, goal scoring, it's, it's not really my game. Uh, but you know, I try and contribute when I can. And I asked yeah. him, Hey, I, I know you said goal scoring is not really your game, but when you're given this extra opportunity like this, does your mindset change a little bit? Do you, do you feel like you could be a little bit more of a shooter? And he said, yeah, definitely. He said with Maddie Beneers out, you know, with Maddie out, somebody's got to step up and I know I can be that guy for sure. Like he was, he was confident that, you know, when given that opportunity, he can step into that role. And I think you saw it in his play tonight too, not just with the goal. He hit the inside of the post in the third period as well. Mm -hmm. He was utilizing that shot a little bit more. And I, I think just being given those minutes, given that different role, he kind of unlocked that side of him a little bit. Right. And I love the confidence of that statement too, right? The, the belief in, in yourself and understanding the overall situation, because we have talked tonight uh, before you joined us, RJ, about Maddie not being there and and kind of the whole both offensively and defensively that he leagues, leaves, how Wenberg has kind of been also stepping up to kind of fill that gap and certainly being a little bit more offensive and shot driven uh, these last couple games here. But yeah, to hear Morgan Geeky talk like that, like with the with the whole like, look, I know I can do this. Like this isn't a question of if I can do this. This is a, you know, someone who is recognizing that like this is my shot to prove it. And I'm going to go out yep. there and prove it. And he did tonight. He, he played fantastic. So absolutely love hearing that from from someone like Morgan Geeky for sure. Uh, Ty, the news about Don Scoy really sucks. Stuff is life changing, and they have to do something about this. You only get one noggin, definitely, Ty. I don't know that we'll spend a ton of time talking about it tonight, but definitely going to be a big part of the uh, deep dive coming out on Monday, talking yeah. about that that situation and everything. Uh, let's see. Question from Sean here: When do coaches announce their starting lineups, and what is the most reliable source of that info for the Kraken? Fantasy hockey players ought to know. Ah, uh, very good question here. Um, so it can kind of vary from game to game. How it usually works is on a normal game day, you'll have morning skate, and in that morning skate, you'll have what are called line rushes, where um, you know they'll have just basically dump the puck in and move it along, and it'll have all the lines and D pairs together. And usually, what you see there is what you're going to get in the game, or pretty close to it. Sometimes you'll have players that are maybe injured or a game time decision that don't take part in the line rushes, and you know then you're not sure. Then what will happen after morning skate usually is we'll get to talk to the coach, members of the media like myself. And we'll ask, you know, okay, is this game time decision guy? Is he in? Is he not? Which goalie is starting? It's on the coach as much or as little information as he wants to give us, unfortunately. Um, but we always ask. We always try and find out. But there are different levels that we know or don't know. Um, and then usually when you kind of know for sure is warm-ups right before the game where you'll have the line rushes and warm-ups. And those are pretty much always indicative of what you're going to see as far as the lines to start the game. So that's the answer there. As far as for the Kraken, I mean, I may be a little biased, but I think on Twitter, I, I think we're probably Emerald city hockey, we Emerald city, HKY, we are probably uh, the most up to date uh, and, and kind of thorough view of that, that you're going to see for the Kraken. I'm there every single day. I'm there hearing things from the coach directly. And I'm going to, try and be the first one to tweet it out and tell you what we know, what we don't know. We have our projected lineup uh, presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall that we put out for every single game. And I get that out as soon as I feel like I have a good idea what it's going to be. 
I had to kind of wait on that tonight because we just didn't know a whole lot going into the game. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of my answer to that question. Yeah, I was going to say it can be tough, especially if there's like depending on the situation. Sometimes you do have to wait for warmups to see what those line rushes are. And then it's like the mad rush to to get the graphic out and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff from everybody. Um, so I understand the, uh, the 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 issues that come from that, Sean, and everything, especially with like the Kraken being a West Coast team. So the games yeah. are starting at seven. It's entirely possible that, you know, that that messes with your lineup because you have yeah. people playing on the East Coast or Central Time. Uh, I very much understand. <laughs> but I, I will say, if you have a question about one of your fantasy players who's a Kraken or whatever, just shoot it my way on Twitter and I will give you the, the most up to date that I know, which is, is probably going to be the most up to date info that anybody outside the team has. Right. And if you ever have a question about what you should do fantasy wise text it you know send it over my way yeah don't I'll ask tell, me right and then i'll tell you something and then you're gonna do the exact opposite of what i told you to do that's that's the that's your best bet right there now rj covered yes now <laughs> rj there's lots of lots of talk in chat here I, I talked about it a little bit before you came on about the wave because we saw that going on and forsland mentioned it what is your opinion about the wave at a hockey game I am anti-wave. No, do not do it. Uh, it you know distracts from the view of everything. Do not do it if you know if puck is even close to in play. If it's at intermission, if you really want to, maybe I don't know. I still don't really like it. But no, I am anti-wave. And if you notice, Columbus got some of their best chances of the game right after that wave happened. I, I think the hockey gods, uh, you know, had, had spoken there a little bit, just as a warning. You know, they'll give you a warning first not necessarily going to have him come back in the game, but no, I, I am against the wave. And I, let me tell you up in the press bridge, uh, I, most people were on that side as well. Would, would your opinion change if I told you that Seattle invented doing the wave? No, <laughs> no, right, right. good, good, good. Very good. No, be a man of principle. I'm fine with that. I, I'm totally good with that. I look, I said, do I think it's the greatest? No, I don't think it's good at, at inside arenas. It's too small. It's just kind of awkward looking. However, I'm always in favor of anything that's going to get people more involved in the game, get them cheering, get them excited, draw the kids in new fans, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of, I kind of took the political approach and tried to split them. The all right. All right. <laughs> but it's, it's very, it's, it's been pretty split. Uh, I will tell you that uh, Tyler now six Oh and one in person at games this year, way different than last year. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Oh yeah. Congrats on that. Tyler definitely enjoy that. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah. So we had actually, when we were talking about all that, RJ Jules actually came in with the super chat talking about working at crypto and said, people do the waves at Kings games sometimes and concerts, but never at the NBA games. Uh, no, seeing another comment here. Yeah. They do the wave before the concert started probably to get hyped, but for concerts uh, it's a horseshoe. So it looks weird with a large gap. That's what I was thinking. How do you do a wave? Right. Like it just stops. And yeah, I don't have an, I don't have an opinion on that for a concert, I guess. Maybe that's okay. But uh, let me tell you, it's because they, in LA, they care about the basketball games. They don't care about the hockey games. <laughs> They care about whatever team is winning. That's the bottom that is, line. That's that's the answer. <laughs> that's that's the answer. Uh, you you will see the entire city in Dodger blue if the Dodgers are winning. They'll be in in gold for the Lakers if the Lakers are winning. They will all be wearing King stuff magically if the Kings are the team that's winning. Uh, it's just how LA rolls. We we only celebrate the winners. 
uh, at, at any point in time in which they're only winning. Uh, Donnie, in the end of the second period, it really looked like the Kraken slowed things down in the offensive zone, got some nice chances and tried some cross-ice passes. It was nice. They did. They, they, they looked like they were trying to, to sophisticate things up there. Right. And I think they felt like they could against the Blue Jackets who were just kind of running around puck watching. And, and you can have a lot of fun with that stuff, too, you know, when, when it's going well for you. I think they remember the Canucks game a little too well of like, oh, yeah, look, we can just toy with these guys. Uh, but just a little more killer instinct would be better. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, if the Blue Jackets win the Bedard sweepstakes, they might actually achieve the impossible and make Ohio interesting. Now, I'm not going to touch this, RJ, because I haven't been talking about certain things from Ohio for superstition's sake. Yeah, and I, I won't make you. I won't make you. They're, they may have some football teams there. One of them might be doing pretty well, but I, I, I know you wouldn't want to talk about that. You wouldn't know anything about that. No, not at all. I, uh, yeah, God, it's been killing me. I'm not watching these games, but it's working. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> but there's interesting stuff going on right now in Ohio. Well, I guess now Missouri. But uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, Gabe, do you expect anything at the deadline? I kind of don't want to mess with the mojo since we're such a four line team. Yeah, probably not too much. We're, we're gearing up for our big trade deadline stuff as yeah. far as like the deep dive and, and stuff Gabe. but we're, we're kind of with you on on the don't rock the boat situation yep. um let's see roses are red grew was awesome like the stream or you're a possum from tammy there i like that one <laughs> um sarah what do y'all think about that no goal call on that donato shot did you get uh, good replays in, in arena there for that one rj uh, I let, let me let me think about that one. I mean, it. Yeah, oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, I didn't know if you were doing a bit. Sorry. No, uh, no, no. I wasn't so, doing a bit. So the 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 bottom line is uh, for for newer fans or anybody who doesn't know, the puck has to completely cross the line in order. Oh, that's to, the one they were talking about. Got yeah, it. Got the it. Donato one, it yeah. took me a I second was, to because they oh, yeah, had a disallowed goal last game, and I was like, wait a sec, Wenberg, what's yeah. going on? I know they all bleed together. Uh, so uh, the puck has to completely cross the line. It's not like say football where, you know, at the goal line, as long as the ball guy kind of breaks the plane of the line, it counts uh, in hockey. The puck has to completely cross the line and you have to have like, in this case, evidence that it, cause it was called the no goal. You'd have to have definitive video evidence that it crossed the line and it just didn't cross the line. It came close. It was about two thirds, three fourths crossed the line, but it yeah. wasn't completely crossing the line. You didn't have white between it. So it, unfortunately, Fortunately, it was the right call. And I will say, RJ, that was the only time I questioned Elvis tonight at all was I have no idea why he picked up his leg there. Like it should just be sealed to that post and that's it. Well, I, usually the forward there is going to try and lift it over the pad. And so you kind of want to lift your leg to try and get to it. If you look, that's what most goalies will do. It just happened to work out. The puck was going along the ground, um, but he got some help from his defenseman and, and, and you know, much deserved help. I mean, come on. Elvis had a great game. I, I, I feel the need to say that again. Yeah. Oh, he, he definitely did. But it's a good question, Sarah. Uh, Rebecca, Twitter saying Maddie was watching part of tonight's game in the press box with Nick, Nick Blankenberg, so he didn't totally miss his bobblehead night. Can you comment on that? I did not see Maddie, but actually I was on the opposite end of the press bridge that I usually am this time, uh, kind of away from the scratches and everything. So unfortunately, actually tonight of all nights, I didn't uh, <laughs> have the best angle of it, but I, I, I believe that. Yeah, I, I could see something like that happening. And then CR Bud, sorry, peeps, stepped away for a sec. What did RJ say about injuries? Um, 
well, I guess the only update really from from on anything was that uh, Schultz was added to IR, right? Yeah, so that's an update, and and no timeline on him. We asked Axel, is there a timeline for him? He said no. Yeah, uh, I love this from Sergeant Pickles. I straight up forgot Line A and Gaudreau played for them. Oh no, did we lose RJ? It was too much, Sergeant Pickles. It was too much. The idea of Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau playing for the Columbus Blue Jackets, it was too much. We lost RJ. You back? Oh, here we go. Now we're all right, we're back. Uh just <laughs> talking about talking about Line and Gaudreau. Gaudreau, a little bit of an injury scare very early on in that game, taking that kind of puck awkwardly up there. I liked at the end of the game, RJ, when they saved an empty net together. They both combined to save an empty net goal. And I, I was like, that's a lot of money to save that goal there. I know that that's a lot of your cap go to preventing that goal. Um, but I, I thought that was pretty funny too. I, I like that play. Yeah. Uh, Joey asking what happened to Matty Beneers. Uh, he, he was taken, uh, he was interfered with. Uh, he took a big hit from Tyler Myers back in the Vancouver game. Uh, and he went down kind of head first into the ice, his head, you know, made contact with the ice pretty hard there. And uh, he, he wasn't able to finish that game and he's, he's been out ever since. So uh, don't have like official word on what it is and designations and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that's the, that's the situation We're we're all kind of assuming it's a concussion. So take that for what you will. It is an assumption. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lindsay definitely noticed more mental lapses from the Kraken with like two minutes or less left in a period mentally already in the locker room, leading to some late period goals last game. And this one that reminds me of last year, RJ, not going to lie. Doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's rough. Um, I think I, I was speculating earlier on, on that and, and where the Kraken are at. And maybe like some of the guys like Andre Burakovsky, they've just played a ton of hockey. And, it, you know, as much as we talk about the physical toll it takes, it does take a mental toll, too. And so I think this week off is going to be nice to, to let them reset. For sure. And players have talked about this even earlier in the season, the importance of just even taking a day or two, if you can, just get your mind completely off the game and, and just focus on something else. I think it's going to do a lot of good for these guys. Yeah. Uh, striatic geeky looked legitimately tired during his fish yeet. He's not used to playing that much. He was full effort, full speed during the actual game, which is all that matters though. Absolutely. I didn't see it. Can you, can you comment? Yeah, see, on the he, he did look kind of tired for his fish. yeet. I'm like, Oh man, is he even going to get, going to get this thing over the glass? Like we said, it, it's, it's good for these guys to get some rest. And I think they're, they are going to do that. We, we uh, heard from, let's see, geeky and Tolvin and after the game, I know Geeky's going to Hawaii and Tolvanen's going to Mexico. So they are taking advantage of these trips. Good, good, good. <laughs> glad, glad to hear it. Uh, Lindsay accidentally tuned into the Blue Jackets stream at first and caught one of their announcers complaining about the $70 parking outside CPA. First, that's a very Ohio complaint. Second, take the train. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I, I was I was gonna say like it's it's definitely one of those things after having just been up there coming from a place like L.A. where public transit virtually doesn't exist. Uh, it's incredible what Seattle has as far as options for for public transit up there. Like it's it's like it was just blowing my mind. The yeah, that's true. If you, if you assume you're doing the parking, then it's like oh man, this is crazy. But if you're if you're parking there, you're doing it wrong. Yes. Uh, CR Bud, the wave at an indoor arena is more like low tide. I like that. That is good. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Nathan, I didn't realize that you can be penalized for not sending out the announced starting six. Saw that on Weird NHL. Yep. 
Yep, you can, or having an error in that starting lineup as well. I was gonna say, do they ever? I wonder though if they ever cut like cut teams breaks if it's like a, a, a an emergency type situation, or or an injury type thing. I wonder. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, love Jules Insider Info is a regular segment on post games for Rebecca. There, absolutely. I, I, it's fantastic having Jules in here. One hundred percent agree, uh, Nathan. And nobody likes the Clippers. Uh, they, they did that one year. <laughs> they, they did that one year. And Jules saying, "Hey, the Clippers are the nicest players you can ever talk to. They always tell us good morning, good night, give fist bumps, or fully or full conversation." So that's there. You go. There we go. Um, all right, Pablo, good night. Good night. We'll, we'll be wrapping up here things in a second. But Walt, I had no clue that Dylan was a Bengals fan. Oh, yeah. Yes. He sure is. I was going to say, it, you're around this time last year. It was all over everything. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And, and Rebecca commenting, I believe that the Bengals and Penn's backstory is that a young Dylan committed to favorite teams based on logo. Yes, uniforms and logo is how I determined my favorite teams. Nothing to do with where I lived. That's that's what it was about, and that, that is why I'm a Bengals fan. A lot of lot of terrible years of being a Bengals fan I know. to enjoy this brief moment <laughs> in the sun um Daniel asking if Maddie was at morning skate okay so um I was not there early enough to see him I hear this from actually from from Liv who's photographer for circling Seattle sports you know our, our buddy Charles even wasn't there that early and he's there early for everything um but she said she saw him uh on the ice in full pads along with Schultz and Schwartz before the optional morning skate. So right. don't have, you know, the, the firsthand knowledge of that, but I do hear that from her. She's reliable. I, I believe her if she says they're on the ice. Yeah, I would trust that as well. Absurdly saying, speaking of weird goalie stuff, why did they review what happened when Gru's water bottle got knocked off? Did they think the puck had gone through the net? Now, RJ, we haven't, I haven't seen it too much lately or, or in, with the Kraken, but one of the coolest things back in the day, RJ, that was the highlight goals where you score a goal and the puck going, you know, you roof the puck and it knocks the water bottle up and out of its little holder out of the back. And it was just like, phew. I yeah. have never seen what we saw tonight, which was a puck just kind of skim right along the top and then ping the, the water bottle like that. Yeah, it just knocked the cap off that water bottle. And and when they went to a goal review, I was pretty sure it didn't go in. But yeah. when they're like, we're reviewing to see if this went in. And I'm like, okay, if it did that, it would have had to go through the net and hit the water bottle off. And if that had happened, I'm like, that's an all-timer. That's an all-time yeah. great goal. So I was like, I wouldn't even necessarily mind a ton if that went in, just to have been there to see it. But yeah. uh, thankfully, it didn't go in the net. Yep. And uh, it was one of those two where it's it's like you saw the the linesman, I believe, talking with him afterwards uh, uh, with Guru, just like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> like everybody was just Yeah, like, they, I think there were some that. smiles there on that. By the way, sorry, if I can't hear you, Chop Suey, the song has been started playing quite loudly in the <laughs> arena. So if I have trouble hearing you, that's what's going on. Is, is, there, a, is there a system of a down concert coming on or? up there maybe something? i don't know that's it but but yeah i i do not see it i don't know where it's coming from yeah i don't know <laughs> interesting we got a super chat here from Duthid. great first half of the season thanks for all your coverage looking forward to seeing what we can do after the all-star game absolutely Duthid. thank you for all the support you've given thanks to everybody who submitted a super chat tonight uh really really appreciate it they're playing RJ out all of the Oscars. Yes, we will. We will take the hint, I guess. 
Yes. And we'll, Interesting we'll song choice to play me out. And we'll we'll end with uh, Kitty B. Kraken asking, "Is Queen Anne Beer Hall a good place to watch the All Star events?" Oh, it it sure is. Uh, you know they're going to have the All Star game on there. Uh, they they always have the hockey on, and and we're going to be able to cheer on whichever Kraken All Star it is. Uh, not sure at this point, uh, but you know it's going to be a great place for that. Yeah, no, I, I can't imagine it wouldn't be a, a, a fantastic time. I got to think. I mean, everything they do there is, is so much fun. It's a fantastic place for any of those sporting events, any of them. See if they can get the goal horn, the, the goal light going if, if whoever the Kraken All-Star is scores a goal. That would be cool. I think I think that could happen. I yeah, think that could happen. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you, everybody, for for tuning in with us tonight for for Emerald City Hockey's post game live presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. Just just give them one more. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, Kraken entering this break positive. I mean, this was a fantastic win. And on a high note, we'll see what ends up happening with the All-Star game for the Kraken. Obviously, fingers crossed for Maddie and all that stuff. And then, yeah, as RJ said earlier, uh, I talked about the deep dive coming out Monday. As RJ said earlier, any updates over that period of time you want to know about the Kraken, follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. It's at Emerald City HKY over on Twitter. That's that's probably your best place for like the information stuff. Uh, and yeah, I, I hope everybody enjoys this this little break. I know it's going to be rough without Kraken hockey, but uh, I you know I, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody on the other side of it. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.